Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Tuesday, October 9th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Scooter Lane. And from Finland, I'm Patrick Beja. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. <laughs> Patrick said like you were really trying to think of something and then just decided. I tried but failed. It's That's... too it's too many Google announcements. We got our heads are filled with Google announcements. It's amazing That's any of us are still awake yeah. after all of that. So <laughs> much Google announcement. Uh, yeah. but let's start with a few tech things you should know. Well, it isn't Google news, but Apple may announce new 2018 iPad Pro models, new iMacs, new Macs rather, and possibly who even knows more this month. We haven't heard if this is happening, but it is expected. Sources tell 9to5Mac that the new iPads will have a USB-C port to output 4K HDR video to external displays. Ooh, USB-C. Very enticing. Ooh. Well, Microsoft has paused the rollout of Windows 10 October 2018 full update after widespread reports of people losing files. Microsoft has promised to help people recover the deleted files, tweeting that people should call the Microsoft support line at 1-800-MICROSOFT. I do not want to be a customer support agent right well, now. Well, and a longtime friend of the show was emailing a complaint to me that uh, they weren't picking up when he called, when he called that number. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, Instagram says two-factor authentication from apps like Authy or Google Authenticator is now live for all users. So you should turn that on. Previously, Instagram only offered the somewhat less secure text-based second factor. Uh, so they did have 2FA, but now they have a more secure version of 2FA. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the Sony PS5. Yeah, or PS something. We don't know it's going to be five because Sony president Kenichiro Yoshida said that the company is working on a new PlayStation. Yoshida told the Financial Times, at this point, what I can say it's, is it's necessary to have a next generation hardware. He did not call it PlayStation 5. And that's all he said, right? I mean, he said other things in the interview, but as far as this, that's he just said it's necessary to have next generation hardware. And this has set the internet ablaze with speculation about what the PlayStation 5 would be, including the Financial Times article saying it probably won't be that much different than the PlayStation 4, just updated specs. Well, and you know, the, the idea of like the PlayStation 4 and then the next iteration being the PlayStation 5 
nobody cares about that. You know, it's the naming convention is not the issue. It's more of if he refuses to call it a PlayStation five, it's like, okay, is this a different kind of console? You know, are, are there bells and whistles yet to be announced that would uh, that would keep him from calling it something like that, where they would want it to name it something else, or is this just us reading the tea leaves way too much? <laughs> yeah, I think it's that, right? Like he didn't refuse to call it the PlayStation Five. They didn't pin him up against the wall or anything. <laughs> What's the name? I, I I won't say. You can't be you can't beat it out of me. No, the, I I think the more interesting part of this is we all knew there was going to be another uh, generation of consoles, but the acceleration in video game streaming does put that in question mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, we've seen the test with the uh, Google Project Stream starting with uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey working really well. Uh, there have been other, I mean, Microsoft just announced the X Cloud, basically putting an Xbox in the cloud. Um, and people have been saying, and by people, I mean Yves Guillemot, the, the CEO of Ubisoft, said there will be another generation of consoles but after that, it's probably going to be all streaming. And uh, it seemed a little bit more crazy at the time than it does now because everyone's announcing streaming services. So in that context, it's still kind of a signal that the current behemoth in the industry, Sony with the PlayStation 4, is saying, we still need a next generation hardware. Uh, we suspected it, but it's nice to hear. And it's probably going to be called PlayStation 5. Google announced plans to shut down the consumer version of Google Plus after a previously undisclosed security flaw was reported by the Wall Street Journal. Google's Project Strobe discovered in March that a flaw in Google Plus's API that dated back to 2015 could allow a developer to see profile data that was marked private. That's things like names, email addresses, birth dates, gender, profile photos, places that that person has lived, occupation, relationship status, up to almost 500,000 Google Plus users. So that's a lot of information. So all of them. (laughs) There were more back then. (laughs) Google didn't have any evidence that anybody knew of the flaw or had exploited it, so says the company. Although Google did say it destroys most Google Plus logs after two weeks in order to protect privacy. The company also says it chose not to go public with the information because it didn't meet the thresholds of being able to accurately identify affected users or show evidence of misuse or recommend actions that developers or users could take. Now, Bloomberg reports that Johannes Casper, who is a data protection commissioner in Hamburg, Germany, says that his agency has started investigating the matter and Ireland's privacy authority says it will as well. I don't want to give Google a an excuse here, but I will say there is quite a bit of a difference between this and a breach. This has been c- called a breach, and I don't think that's an accurate uh, representation of it. Uh, as far as we know, it's not a breach. It's not that someone accessed Google's information. What it is is an internal probe, which you should do, found a vulnerability, which is the point of having internal probes, and then fixed it. And decided, well, since we don't think anyone took anything, because we're not sure we can actually identify the right people, it's just an estimate, it would maybe do more harm than good to tell people than not. Now, granted, it's easier to make that decision when you're also thinking, also, Facebook's getting so much heat right now, why don't we just not make a big deal about this? Uh, Which is why you have laws like the GDPR, which would have required Google to uh, reveal this had it happened after that law went into effect. I'm not even sure it would have. It, my understanding is Maybe that not. GDPR has uh, uh, this requirement if data is compromised. In this case, if they have a 
strong belief that data wasn't compromised. I don't know that that's the case here. Maybe they wouldn't have had mm-hmm. to yep. uh, disclose it. Um, yeah. Well, and I know Patrick, you you know, you made a joke earlier about like no one uses Google Plus, <laughs> but you know, it the 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 usage has 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 shrunk so much over time um, to the point where. I no longer really pay attention to it. I know it was a social network and I, and I know that there, there were some holdouts who said, this is actually a really good tool and it works for me. And I don't care if the masses are here or not. Um, I, I'd love to know more um, from some of those folks uh, who might have still been using the Google Plus consumer well, and version. Google also maintaining that the reason they're shutting down Google Plus is people aren't using it, that that the sessions are, are seconds long when when an active user actually yeah. does use it. It's it's right. not showing engagement. And these 496,000 users, you know, we made a joke earlier, they weren't active users. I mean, I am a Google Plus user under this are, definition because I had an account that was active on Google Plus at yeah, one. Yeah, I haven't I haven't yeah. used mine in five years. And and so I I think it's easy to overreact to this story. Google said, "Oh, we found a flaw in the API that could have allowed someone to access profile information, even if it was marked." private. Well, first of all, if you didn't mark any of this stuff private, then it wouldn't have been a problem for you. That's part of having uh, having difficulty identifying uh, whether a person had had been affected by it or not. Uh, and and if you did have it marked private, it doesn't mean somebody accessed it. It also isn't the more sensitive kinds of data. It is it is sensitive data to a point, but it's not credit card data. It's not social security number stuff like that. So you know it's it's yeah. the middle ground. Uh, again, not trying to let Google off the hook here, but you know we, you have to temper your reaction. This is not a breach in my estimation, and it's not a a severe breach or a severe compromise even. Uh, security expert Yossi Applebaum, co-chief executive officer for U.S. telecompany CPO Systems, has provided documents, analysis, and other evidence to the Bloomberg Businessweek investigation showing that supermicro motherboards found in an unnamed U.S. telecoms data center had modified Ethernet connectors that enabled backdoor access. This is a different hardware hack than the hidden processor alleged to have been added to Supermicro motherboards in Bloomberg's report last week. These Ethernet-modified motherboards were supposedly altered at a factory in Guangzhou, China. Applebaum previously worked in the technology unit of the Israeli Army Intelligence Corps, and he said he has seen similar manipulations of different vendors' computer hardware made by contractors in China, not just Supermicro. However, he's got an NDA with the telecom in question, so he can't say who it is. Supermicro still denies any knowledge of this new allegation. Their quote is, We still have no knowledge of any unauthorized components. Meanwhile, security researcher Joe Fitzpatrick, who is one of the named sources, one of the very few named sources in Bloomberg Businessweek's original story from last week about the hardware hack, told the podcast Risky Business he felt uneasy about Bloomberg's story once he saw it. Fitzpatrick says the story fits close to a theoretical scenario he described to Bloomberg's Jordan Robertson. Essentially, Fitzpatrick's like, Robertson asked me how this could work. I told him a scenario like, well, it could go something like this. And then that seems to be what he reported in the Bloomberg story. Now, Robertson and him were in communication. Robertson says, no, this this is just, you know, I've got this on the record from other sources. It's just the way it worked out. Uh, Fitzpatrick also is suspicious because he notes there are easier ways to obtain backdoor access than the one described by Fitzpatrick or by uh, Robertson in the Bloomberg Businessweek story. So... The doubt continues while Robertson and, and Bloomberg Businessweek continue to bring forth 
more solid evidence. So on the one hand, they've got a person willing to go on the record saying, I've seen the hardware hack, which they didn't have in the original story. And yet one of their sources that sort of provided technical expertise saying, yeah, doesn't seem likely to me. This story continues to remain difficult to guess. It's sort of like, you know, it's 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 sort of a season of a television show, honestly, because it's <laughs> it's so convoluted. It's going to take a while to for for us to figure out what's actually going on. It's also, you know, important for me to note, you know, for for um something that sticks out to me is Supermicro saying this didn't happen is different than Supermicro or any company that could be in question here saying we didn't know this was happening because of third party vendors that, uh, you know, we thought were, you know, doing the right thing and, and, and weren't. Now, a company can say lots of things, but whether, you know, it, the, you know, the allegation is you did this or you didn't know this was happening. That's, that's, that, that will, that will play differently for the companies that, uh, that have possibly um, been accessed this way. Well, but but Supermicro and Apple and Amazon have all been very clear. They, they Their language is not nearly as parsable as it was last week when we only had single-sentence statements from them. They're all mm-hmm. saying, we never had an investigation, we've never identified hardware problems, and Bloomberg Businessweek said we did, we refute that. So it it really is, is n- there's not a lot of wiggle room. Yeah, I think one way to square this circle or maybe one way to look at it but do you remember when prism was first brought to light yeah sure uh, the the telecom companies were saying no there is no direct access to our networks by the uh, intelligence agencies we do not provide anything like that they don't have access the intelligence agencies it turned out were placing uh, uh you know boxes just outside right, of the offices access. physically um, where the uh, uh, cables were coming in. So technically, they did have direct access to all of that data that was coming in, but it wasn't thanks yeah. to the corporation. This is, not a similar, the this is not a similar situation. No, no, it's not. What I'm trying to say is there might be a situation where uh, Bloomberg is looking at it one way mm. and the companies are looking at it another way and saying, no, this is not what's happening. And Bloomberg is saying, well, we have this information yeah. and the reality might be actually true for both right it's um, not it's not that they're lying or obfuscating uh which they probably were in the prism case it may be that they really don't think anything was going on but something was and they weren't aware of it that's uh, mm-hmm. something zach whitaker from TechCrunch has has proposed is that there may be people who found these were ordered not to tell even their bosses or their executives. And so the executives are all saying, we're not aware of an investigation. We're not aware of a hardware hack. And they're right. And the people who did find it are few, sworn to secrecy, and not allowed to talk about it. Hence the division. It really is the only way to square the circle. But it's also incredibly difficult to believe that it could be contained that way i i i find that one hard to swallow but would be the only way to explain bloomberg business week and the companies both being honest and true and and just to finish up very quickly it might be that the reporting that bloomberg is doing is based on an incomplete picture mm-hmm. and so they're coming to some conclusions that aren't accurate and so for example maybe it's not that tiny chip on that place on the thing just like uh yossi applebaum is saying well we have a thing with the ethernet port being modified that's not a tiny chip on the motherboard it's maybe something a little bit different so maybe there's something to that effect as well so Mm. it uh, hopefully in the next few days and weeks we will have more information about all of this 
Well, something that hasn't been hacked yet that we know of. Uh-huh. Uh, Facebook announced two <laughs> models of a smart display called Portal. The display is powered by Amazon Voice Services, although users will say, hey, Portal, to activate it. So it's a little bit different. It can play music from Spotify and Pandora. It can play videos from Facebook Watch. And it can also make voice and video calls over Facebook Messenger. Now, it doesn't use facial recognition, but it can zoom in on people during video calls with software that it runs locally. doesn't save data. Messenger calls are encrypted, as they would be usually with any of the Messenger apps, although not end-to-end encryption, if that matters to you. The price is $199 for a 10-inch 720p screen, and the Portal Plus costs $349 with a 15.6-inch swiveling 1080p screen and upgraded audio as well. Both are available for order now, shipping in November. November. Uh, I, my, my immediate reaction, my gut reaction to this is this is DOA unless they add WhatsApp. Add WhatsApp. D-O this thing takes mother off. freaking A, yeah. Tom. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 Facebook Watch. It's like, We've been talking for six months. Like, what's on it? You know, and it's got it's got some views, but nobody's going to buy a device that's a little bit more expensive than the one we're going to talk about in a few seconds. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, That is more locked down, and its big deal is well, you get Facebook Watch and Facebook Messenger. Like, okay, a lot of people are using Messenger. I'll give you that, but more people are using WhatsApp. That would make this take off. That would be compelling to where people would say, well, maybe I will get it because then I can call grandma on WhatsApp because that's how we chat all the time already. Sure. How important is this market that Facebook is doing this limited as it is and kind of pricey as it is uh, and telling people, we know you don't trust us at all already, but let us put put a camera in your home that will be watching you all the time. Flap. It has a physical flap that you can cover right. so they can't sure. watch Sure. Does the microphone have that? I mean, I don't think people <laughs> in general want to have eh, the button. Just, you can't you know, it. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, 
taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. This sort of screams to me as, you know, this is hardware announcements that were supposed to be announced at F8 and mm. got shelved. And there's a team that's been working long and hard on something that might actually be a really great product. And they're just going to keep going with it. Um, I use Facebook Messenger for video calls a fair amount. Uh, you know, particularly with anybody who doesn't have an iPhone, right? Because otherwise, I'd, you know, I'd, we'd, 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 we'd do it that way. But so, so this isn't, a, it's not that I find this unusable, but it's like, yeah, for the price and the very limited features, I can't imagine wanting to buy it. Hmm. I just can't. Well, let's compare it in a second. Right. Uh, folks, don't forget, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day, uh, you would have known about this yesterday. If you were subscribed to Daily Tech Headlines, you get all the headlines in about five minutes at dailytechheadlines.com. Of course, the headlines went into the DTNS feed, so you probably knew about it already. Uh, all right. As it is made by Google event in New York City, I'm sorry, at its made by Google event in New York City, Tuesday, Google announced three products. The Google Home Hub is the first one we're going to talk about. It's a smart display with Google Assistant that doesn't even have a camera in order to satisfy privacy concerns. They actually said, look, if you want to put this in your bedroom, you probably don't want a camera now, so don't even worry about it. comes with six months of YouTube premium, a downtime mode that stops any interaction but alarms, uh, some parental controls, and a dashboard to control your smart home devices, which will also go into the Google Home app on your phone. Available for pre-order for $149, shipping October 22nd. What do you all think? I am not a uh, believer in connected uh, 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 speakers. Or speakers. Okay. speakers. You aren't? No, I'm not. I have you don't two, believe they exist, and I never or... use them. Oh, you just I have a Google them. Home okay. and uh, 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 an Echo. And I just, you know, I just don't have a use for them. I don't know. I must be strange. But even me, I can think of some uses if that thing has a screen. So, and the price is right. I mean, it's relatively cheap. Well, and, um, you know, and because there's no camera, right? And I love how Google's like, listen, we value your privacy. <laughs> so for this price, no camera. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a smart move. It's a super smart move. Yeah. <laughs> It is. I also feel like, okay, six months of YouTube premium. Okay. They're just trying to get people to use YouTube premium, but sure. I mean, that, that will be, that'll, that, that yeah. will uh, be attractive to, to certain people. Um, the parental settings. I'm not a parent, Patrick. I don't know. Maybe you can weigh in on that. Um, I, 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 I doesn't hurt. Um, and well, I, actually, I can weigh in on that right now. Uh, a lot of people have been telling me that children are very uh, prone to using those things, especially young children, because they don't need to read or type. They just speak. Mm -hmm. It's very yeah. natural. So kids are very much into this. So I think uh, parental settings are very important to have. Actually. Well, and also don't forget, Google is actively trying to stop Amazon from using YouTube in the Amazon Echo show. So of course, mm -hmm. highlighting YouTube uh, is a competitive advantage they have. And I really liked the live albums feature where you can actually tell it, find pictures of me, Sarah, Patrick, and Roger, and then it will create an, an album that will show as a, a little photo slideshow 
Uh, and this is something that Google Photos can do, but it's, it's nicely displayed in the Google Home Hub uh, and easy to set up. I, I'd use that on the Echo Show. I have pictures of my dogs show up in a slideshow. I would like to have this <laughs> functionality there. So that's kind well, of Well, cool. okay. So I don't have an Echo Show. Um, so as somebody who does, would this be something that looks good enough to you, Tom, that you would replace? Because I, I can't imagine that you would have both. No, I don't think I would replace it. It's not good enough to replace. But if I were starting yeah. out from scratch, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's about picking the ecosystem at that point because you're you're deciding to go down a path. Once you've gone down one of these paths, it's kind of hard to change. I have a Google Home Mini, and I have a hard time finding a use for it because I'm already so far down the path with the Echoes uh, for mm-hmm. other things. I'd have to buy a bunch more Google stuff and change change lanes. It's, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I just I just got farther down uh, with one than the other. All right, we got a couple more products we got to get to. Google also announced the Pixel Slate. A tablet. Uh, back to tablets. It's been three years. This tablet, of course, runs Chrome OS, though, not Android. Uh, has a nice-looking LCD display. Uh, comes with the Titan M security chip. It's kind of like their version of the Secure Enclave. Uh, we'll do automatic security updates and antivirus. Uh, 4 to 16 gigabytes of RAM. 3,000 by 2,000 display. Single USB-C ports on the left and right side, so you get two of them, uh, and a pogo pin connection. It's not wireless like the Pixel C was. You can buy separately a backlit slate keyboard. It has silent circular keys and a little flap that they call the folio that'll help it stand up. Uh, the slate models start at $599. That's for the four gigabytes of RAM and 32 gigabytes. Comes with three free months of YouTube TV. And your max spec is 16 gigabytes of RAM, 256 gigabytes at $1,599. Keyboard sells separately for $199. And the Pixelbook's pen uh, works with this as well. If you don't remember, that's $99. Pixel Slate available later this year. I'm not into it, so I'll let other people talk. Well, why aren't you? Because I'm not either. Yeah, it seems expensive for a Chrome OS. I know they run Android apps, but it seems expensive for a... Versus an iPad? Chrome yeah. It's cheaper than an iPad. Yeah, not cheaper by much. Cheaper than an iPad, but then it goes back to that ecosystem thing, right? Yeah. It's like, well, but if I get an iPad, then I'm going to, you know, get all my messages. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, it's... Right. it's, it's you know, it's, but it, that's the things, Android, things that's the Android like, iOS ecosystem, right? And And there are way more people in the Android ecosystem than the iOS one. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I sort of laugh a little bit at, you know, three free months of YouTube TV, you know, for your $600 tablet, which is like $40. Well, it's more than Apple gives you. Apple gives you nothing for your $800 tablet. Well, there is no like Apple TV equivalent of YouTube TV yet. Um, And, you know, who knows? Maybe they will. We all know they won't. Wait, how, how, how much is an iPad? It's much cheaper than 800. You just said 800. The slate model I was, started. I was at not trying to give an accurate figure. I just know it's more. No, expensive. no, it's three hundred bucks. The the latest iPad is three hundred bucks for the same size screen and same specs. Well, the the ten. There's no way how, that's correct. And how many USB C ports do you get? Well, yeah, no, I mean it's a different device. I'm just. I'm, I'm just, just saying, six hundred dollars for a tablet is not that much different than an iPad. And okay. it's, uh, this is like halfway between an iPad and a Surface. I mean, the the Pixel Book has been quite successful. Some people like it. Uh, I am personally not into it. And I think this kind of is going to be the same thing for people. Uh, Some people will like it very much, more power to them. But 
the Pixel Book also felt uh, like an expensive piece of hardware for a Chrome OS device. It doesn't mean that some people didn't like it. All right, let's we we got to get to the phones too. Uh, we almost knew everything about these already, but five point five inch Pixel Three and six point three inch Pixel Three XL matte finish glass back comes in three colors: black, white, and cleverly not pink. Mm. camera features uh improved low light shooting wide angle selfies uh google lens can work without a data connection for some features google also added a call screening feature and this is cool it will answer the phone for you ask why the person is calling while displaying a transcript on the screen this is this is my dream so good right this is not not for every call right but the but when you get that call you're like i don't know who this number is you let Mm -hmm. this thing do it and then you watch the conversation and it's very obvious if it's a spam call or somebody you actually want to talk to in which case you can you can pick up at any point uh google duplex which seems like it might be powering this, also going to be available to call restaurants and make reservations within a month. Uh, The Pixel can show alarm functions, photos, and answer questions like weather when wireless charging on a Qi stand. And in fact, Google's making their own Pixel stand available for 79 bucks. Pixel 3 is available for pre-order now, starting at $799 from Verizon on October 18th. And Unlocked on Project Fi arrives in 12 other markets on November 1st. So I think you you kind of uh, uh, mentioned very quickly the most important features, which are uh, well, actually, uh, maybe you didn't mention them. Uh, the photo, the camera improvements, or rather, the photo improvements, the AI camera uh, improvements, particularly. It's not so much that the the specs of the camera have improved, but they've they've changed the software quite a bit. Exactly. That's why I'm saying the photos. There are a number of tricks uh, that seem really useful uh actually even on the hardware side uh the front facing one there are two cameras one large selfie camera that has a wide angle it seems like a dumb thing but i think a lot of people are going to get a lot of use out of it yeah and you just Uh, touch to zoom out and get your wide angle it's pretty cool yeah so there are a number the top shot the super res zoom we're not going to go over all of them but between those the super clever use of that uh 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 transcribing of the call thing it feels like google has finally put enough google in the phone to make it to phones what uh, uh gmail was to email you know it was this super clever use of what they knew how to do that actually brings a lot of value to the users i really like those uh portions of the presentation I, yeah, and like you said i i mean to me yeah top shot is pretty cool because it helps pick the right photo even if you create a blurry one it'll be like yeah but you got it right just right before because it's always caching uh but man that that's spam that spam filter where it gives you the transcript <laughs> that's a that's enough to make me want a pixel 3 right there for sure me too <laughs> all phones should have this always and forever thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit you never spam us but you do submit stories and you also vote on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. You are also on facebook.com slash group slash dailytechnewsshow. And we thank you for it. All right. If you want to book a flight using Instagram, you might say, well, that's impossible. It's not. EasyJet might just have the answer. And Chris Christensen will explain. This is Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler with another Tech in Travel Minute. EasyJet has announced an interesting new app that will let you take a picture you see on Instagram and copy it and paste it into their app and then book a flight there. 
Now, the idea is cool. I don't know how successful it's really going to be because studies have shown, and I'm thinking of studies coming out of Expedia, that the average U.S., U.K., and Canadian traveler makes something like 140 different web session visits before finishing booking a trip. So I don't know how often you're going to see something on Instagram and immediately book a trip. It's not quite the same as buying shoes or a purse, but an interesting idea, and we'll see how it works. I'm Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler. Thank you, Chris Christensen, and thank you to Patrick Beja as well for being with us this fine Tuesday. Patrick, where can people keep up with the rest of your work? Uh, the easiest way is to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can uh, find me at NotPatrick. And if you enjoy video games, uh, you might like Pixels, which is a show I do about video games. The latest one, in the latest one, we go into Destiny 2 and how much I've fallen back in love into it. Uh, that's if you really like video games. If you just are a casual gamer, you just want, you're an occasional gamer and you want to know what's happening there, just uh, subscribe to the monthly video game briefing which we do here on the dtns network with uh, scott johnson mm-hmm. uh, yeah go go check out the uh, the feed for that uh and uh and, and you could find it in, in your local store look for monthly video game briefing mm-hmm. patrick the the cheapest 12.9 inch ipad pro is 799 dollars yeah the the 12 point Fine. I was and, talking uh, about the, the regular. The slate line. is 12.3 inches. So, all right. Sure, yeah. We'll, we'll carry this on in the after show. Hey, uh, thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon, where you get to hear the after show in the Good Day Internet feed, uh, as well as other cool perks. Uh, come join the fun at patreon.com slash DTNS. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We love your feedback. Keep it coming. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. If you can join us live, happy to have you. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Tomorrow's guest is Scott Johnson. We'll talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Hopes you have enjoyed this <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.